0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing more. We've got a doozy of an hour planned for you, including a backdoor play on Bitcoin and much, 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 much more. NASDAQ gained 3% yesterday. No, 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 on Monday. It enters Thursday down 1.5% for the week. How did we go from there to here (laughs) in four days? Three and a half days, right? Last two sessions haven't gone well. Last two sessions have kind of broken down. If we could have retired after Monday, that would have been good for the week. So yeah, we put in a whole week's worth of work. Let's just sit around and have some Bud Lights. No, 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 I I don't even... I consider Bud Lights to be the worst beer made, next to maybe Coors Light. And the only thing I would do with Coors Light is wash my car, and I haven't washed my car. It feels like in a year, so maybe I should do that today. Get a twelve back and polish off, getting the dust off the car. Okay, that joke went nowhere. So the markets had an interesting week, and it hasn't been in the Dow and the S and P 500 as much as it's been in the Nasdaq. Big tech is going through. Ah, eh, we can throw this away. Ah, eh, we can throw that away. Don't need this. And it's names like Spotify. It's names like Zillow. It's names like Amazon and Apple and Netflix. It's names like SAP and Salesforce.com. A lot of tech that was momentum last year is trash right now. Is it a buy the dip? Remember earlier in this week, I told you about a lady named with the last name Wood and how she'd start the uh, the biggest tech funds, ETF funds of the year, the Ark funds, A R K K. And they in the last 52 weeks, they've just been crazy, crazy performers because she's like on Monday when Zoom was down, she bought 91 million dollars of it. Like she puts her money where her mouth is when these stocks dip. But they are the Sexiest of the sexiest tech stocks. They're down 20% from their highs. That's a bear market. Does that mean you could buy them? It means some of the risk is off. If you don't like 20% corrections in names you own, that may be your sign. I tend to like 40% corrections because it takes even more risk out. So, right now, if Putin were to say, Oh, I've got a bomb and I'm going to blow up London. <laughs> And the markets were to panic. I'd be like, ooh, sweet. There's my 40% correction. Don't know if Putin's going to help me out today or not, but it would be nice. You see where I'm going, right? Back in the day, a great company like an IBM, you rarely got to get it or a Citigroup. Let me try to use a non-tech company. A great company like a Walmart, you would see maybe it would go up 8% for the year. And at one point during the year, it might be down 10%, but it never went down 15 or 20. It never went on that much of a sale. So I look at market corrections as a time to buy stocks on sale or ETFs. Earlier on Monday, I was telling you how great this, this female investor is who's put together this tech fund. And by Thursday, she's down 20%. It's fine by me. I still like, her. I still like the fact that she's got the cojones to go with big-time momentum tech. If you need big-time momentum tech, she's your queen. I like corrections. I like inefficiencies. I I, well, I got to be careful on that one because I, I don't want you to say, well, you said you like inefficiencies. This, therefore, I went and bought Bitcoin. No, 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 no. I didn't mean that. Therefore, I went and bought GameStop. No, 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 no. I didn't mean that. I like when the markets disrupt and some of my favorite stocks go on sale. But I'm also at the point now where I think I have almost every type of stock that I want. So I have to decide if I want to buy more of the same ones. Or do I shift one from, that was a big winner. Now I look for my next big winner and shift that big winner into, now it's much more stable. 50-day moving average. We have not really had a big breach down. And even today, tech is stabilizing after having a great Monday. Horrible Tuesday and Wednesday, pretty stable today. It's ultimately saying, Rob, you may not get that 40% correction unless some outside event happens to the market. I think everyone who's listening to this show and everyone in New York and Chicago and L.A., big center uh, money areas, probably knows the stock market goes up every year. It doesn't, but it feels like it right now because it has for 10 years. We don't remember a down year. And when there is a down year, we're like, eh, ah, market had to deal with something crazy, like housing oversupply or inflation. And whatever it is we say, it, it's not that dramatic. It's just we, it, that was the dramatic story of that year. There's some speculation OPEC meeting today could result in agreement to boost production as oil prices have risen. And some players at the cartel Say, if we increase our volume, we'll increase our bottom line, and our, our country will be happy. One of the biggest momentum stocks out there right now is Snowflake. It's bounced back from losses. It was one of those companies that was a unicorn last year. And in the last 52 weeks as a publicly traded company, it's been a darling. Unicorn being a company that has a valuation of over a billion dollars and doesn't have a penny to, of earnings to its name. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell speaking at a Wall Street Journal Jobs summit today. There's a belief that it'll continue to strike a dovish tone on inflation, saying it's not out there. Although I know for me, inflation's out there. I've seen inflation in housing costs, and I've seen inflation in food costs. I know there's inflation out there. But wait, wait, not inflation for everyone. New York City emptied out and the rent costs went down. That's deflation, right? Rents in San Francisco went down. Now they're starting to pick back up as some people are starting to move back in, which is something Zillow said is going to be one of those weird transitions for a lot of people that worked from home. And then there's going to be now what they refer to it as remote workers versus hybrid workers aren't going to work well together. And that we have to figure out some sort of integration for it. And if you bet on remote forever, you might be wrong. And suddenly, you move to the suburbs, and now you've got to move back to the city because there's going to be a hybrid model introduced. The elementary school model is probably what some jobs are going to do. Second grade, third grade comes on Mondays. No, too many kids in one class. So what they do is they say, okay, the kids in fourth grade Maybe the males come on Monday, females come on Tuesday. Males come on Wednesday, females come on Thursday. Everyone gets Friday off. Or maybe they take Wednesday. The hybrid model to get us back is probably going to be pretty similar to the hybrid model to get us back to work on some level. And then there's also going to be this vaccination push, which it seems to be going well all of a sudden. I'm not going to say all of a sudden like political drama, dun-dun-dun. I'm just going to say it seems to be going well, except for in California. California leads the nation in a lot of really, really good things. And California doesn't lead the nation in all good things. Anyhow. Um Monday was brutal. No no, Monday was great. Tuesday, or Wednesday, brutal. Went Thursday? Like you don't really want to look at this on a week by week basis. You can. I just wanted to sign a lot of credit to it. Or value or power. I like the word power. Find me online at Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. You can find me at robblackshow.com When you go there, you'll see a redirect page to a group that I'm now representing. Check it out don't look now but the average monthly loan payment for a new car is approaching 600 buckaroos that's a that's a lot of money that is a lot of money let's say you work for 20 bucks an hour well you do the math that's a big chunk of change right Uh 30 hours a month for your car payment before taxes. So it's probably like a whole week. So you got to get that income up over 20 bucks an hour to afford that puppy, right? A lot more because housing is about 28%. Hey, Hey, don't get mad at me. I'm just the messenger. So the average loan to buy a new car popped $2,000 last year to 35,228. Now, again, you would have thought during a pandemic that we weren't buying cars, but apparently we were. Sales were down year over year, but we financed more and our average payments went higher because of it. The average monthly loan for a new vehicle jumped 13 bucks to $576. When I was 20 years old, I drove a vet. I know you're saying, you had a, a Corvette? You were into muscle cars then? No, it was a Chevette. And what's interesting to note about it is it had no air conditioning. <laughs> it got hit by a drug driver one night and it hit the drug driver hit all three paddles. And I had insurance on a Chevette, which is the craziest thing in case someone else hits me. You typically only insure a car like that in case you hit someone else. Cause you're like, I'm just going to throw it away. It's not worth anything. So I got like, I got, it got totaled because it hit three panels, but I, I was like, I could fix it. I learned how to put Bondo on a car And let me tell you This was not a sweet looking vehicle (laughs) This was not a vehicle That a lot of women turned their heads And said "Ooh, He looks like he's on the path to success It's not like those days uh, At Harvard Where Harvard parties Get invaded by outside colleges Because everyone wants to marry A Harvard student They look like they're going to be financial winners so I, I kind of learned how to fake it, right? I didn't want a car payment. And my next car after that is even funnier. It was a Toyota Corolla. And Toyota used to, I, I think, and this is just me with my imagination. I think Toyota's a Japanese company. I know that to be true. But I think in World War II, Toyota must have built tanks for Japan's army or something. Because their cars last forever if you treat them with a little bit of gentle care. I've got to tell you to Tacoma that I expect to last 200,000, 300,000, 400,000 miles. If I, I, I'm old enough to put that many miles on it before I kick the dirt and die. I'm not big into car payments. When I was 20 years old, uh, I didn't have a car payment. So I was putting money into investing. And when I bought that Toyota Corolla, I didn't buy it. Someone gave it to me because I gave them investment advice and she had had it throughout all college. It was a good car for her. It was like a seven, eight year old car. She's ready to get a new one. She said, my only request is you drive it till it stops running. I'll give it to you for free. I'm like, deal. That thing didn't stop running until I was like 32 and it didn't have air conditioning, And on the East Coast, there's something called summer, and there's something called humidity. So you're trying to find a woman to marry. You're trying to, heck, just find a date. You're trying to take a friend somewhere. And uh, it it just wasn't good. It was bad. It was no good. It was no bueno. It was awful. It's like biting into frozen pizza that's still frozen. Like, ooh, that's not a good example. (laughs) Frozen pizza that's still frozen. No, that's not what I mean. Anyhow, it's like chipping your tooth. On pizza, and you're like, oh, I didn't care the way I wanted it to. So, having a car loan or not having a car loan is huge. And I kind of learned at age 20 that I was frugal. I didn't have a new car in any way, shape, or form until my 30s. I didn't think I could afford it. And I loved the ability to move to wherever I wanted to. And I loved the ability to save as much as I could without that car payment. So I can certainly remember seeing my dad get a, a car payment. I think it was like $319. And he was like stressed out of his mind, but that was a four-year loan. And that's when loans went from three years on a car to four years on a car. And the way we, we looked at debt then was like we had parties when we sent in our last payment. Sent in. ha remember stamps? Mailman. The mailman always rings twice. So I remember at one point in time trying to lease a car because we all do stupid things when we're 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. That's kind of funny the way I said that. And I was like, okay, this will be a lower car payment for me. So I went in with the idea of I could only afford $300. And the salesman was like, woohoo, we got one. We got a big fish here. He's like, go test drive it. Go enjoy it. And I come back and he's like, okay, it's gonna be 350. I'm like, no, no, I can only afford 300. I said, I'll, I'll talk to you later. Bye. And he calls me the next day. He's like, come back. I think I can get you into it. And did a little, he's like, keep it for a week, come back. And he, he was at 319. He's like, I'm gonna get it down for you. I'm gonna get it down for you. A month later, I returned the car with 5,000 miles on it. And he never got me to buy it or lease it. He never got it to my $300 mark, and I stood my ground. It's ridiculous. I'm, I'm pretty sure he had to get fired because I had a, a car that I was like, woo let's go to West Virginia this weekend. woo let's go to Florida. Um, I don't think I was doing it criminally. I really thought he was going to get it down X amount of dollars, but he never did. So auto loans and payments are getting bigger and bigger because the price of our vehicles are rising at a pace that few would have predicted years ago. What's up with the higher sticker prices? More semiconductors, more computers, more uh, self-driving technologies. For new vehicles, the demand for larger and more expensive SUVs and pickups means buyers are willing to pay more. Buyers are increasingly opting for models with more tech features and more infotainment and more driver assist systems. Yesterday, I read a prediction on air that it wasn't my prediction; someone else that self-driving cars will never happen. But driver-assisted systems will continue to get better. I kind of agree with that until proven otherwise. And again, I do think there are some self-driving cars. Like You could do a bus from the airport to the hotel. I think that could be done. I don't know if we could do a Friday night at 3 in the morning. Get home in the snow or the rain with heavy traffic or random traffic. Drunk drivers are on the road at 3 or 4 in the morning. You know, I, I, I don't know. <clears throat> but that system is a $20,000 system now added to the value of your car. Despite increased borrowing and higher payments, the number of consumers defaulting or falling behind their loans remains below historical average. So somehow we seem to be paying our our bills. Anyway, cars are a big cost of your life. I'm Rob Blackcock on all things financial money, investing, and more. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money invested, in more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. There's a really odd little story out there today that I think we should try to shine a little bit of light on to see if there's anything doing. But I want to save that for, I guess I could do it now. Um, Jay-Z and Beyonce seem to hit a lot of uh, home runs. And Dr. Dre, like, I have to be really careful. I don't want to pull a Chris Harrison, for lack of a better phrase. The history of black entrepreneurs, they are the 21st century, right? And there's a story out there today that upon first scratch, I had no clue what it was about, and then the more I've sat with it and my coffee's getting into my belly and my belly, and then it goes from there down to my tushy and my tushy says, oh, I okay, hit the bathroom. And once I hit the bathroom, I have my first thought of the day, right? You know, you're going to so say disgusting, it's not true. It's, it's a beautiful thing. But Square's Jack Dorsey, or Jack Dorsey's Square, you know how he runs two companies. He catches a lot of flack for, hey, you can't be on the board of Twitter, and the, you can't be the owner of, like, you can't run both companies. You can't possibly have that brain. I like Jack Dorsey. I've met him um, on the beach, walking a dog. Lovely human being. Incredibly humble. I'm like, this guy should have security kill me. I'm too close to him. He's a billionaire. But Square is a cool digital payments company. And if you've ever... Do you remember when you got haircuts and your stylist would come up to you afterwards and she, she's like, oh, wait. Oh, she's handing you a, her phone. And there's a... Oh, you swipe something on it. That's Square. And it's a way for the haircut person to kind of cut a little bit of the middleman out and get their money sooner rather than later. And you're seeing a lot more merchants do it. Visa and MasterCard are raising... Rates this year. They didn't want to do it last year, but they're doing it this year. Just try to let some of their credit card providers make a little bit more, Dre. Me. So Jay Z, who bought title in 2015 for 56 million dollars, is selling a majority ownership stake in Title to Jack Dorsey Square. And my first thought was why. And it's a lot like the Doctor Dre with Beats by Dre. Pay hey, 20k. For us to say that they are great, it's the same idea. Why do you think Russell Wilson was wearing beats? Right? You get Jack Dorsey's getting Jay-Z. And the whole black entrepreneur thing, and forgive me if that sounds Chris Harrison ask, but the black entrepreneur, Jay-Z, what he touches turns to gold. I would invest in Jay Z blindly. I would invest in like Bill Gates blindly. There's a couple people I would invest in blindly. Of which, by the way, Bill Gates is a real interesting business venture with Robert Downey Jr., which is the guy who's rich enough to be Iron Man and the guy who played Iron Man. And that's not lost on me as funny. And if I was a stand-up comedian, I'd work that in a routine, but there's not a lot of stand-up comedians to do financial media return uh, investments. So Jay-Z is going to help lead our entire company, Jack Dorsey said, including seller and cash app. And I know that they just made a banking relationship this week, Square did. So I see Jay-Z coming into Square, getting an investment in the business, getting a nice cash payout for title, and and starting doing commercials for banking. And Black Lives Matter and Black communities and Black dollars spent, Black entrepreneurs are suddenly starting to use digital technology that Jack Dorsey invented or something like that. I see why you would pick up the talent, Jay Z's talent. He's, he's credibility. He's Twitter followers, which is kind of interesting. This is again, tied towards Jack Dorsey who owns Twitter. Square said it doesn't expect titles, financial results to have a material impact on Square's consolidated revenue. So the music part of it seems to be completely throwaway. I bet Twitter figures out a way to make that work or square figures out a way to make that work better. I don't think it'll be a throwaway in the long run, but for now I go, okay, so he got a celebrity endorser. It's like the whole beats by Dre thing. Apple bought beats so they can get street credibility for Apple phones with Dr. Dre. I may be oversimplifying it. And I gotta be careful not to pull Chris Harrison moment. And I'm really close to what I think. Um, Jay Z and Dorsey have also partnered in the past. Last month, Dorsey said the pair endowed a Bitcoin trust to support the digital coins development in Africa and India. Now you start seeing where this is going. Now, my producer, he pulled a fast one on me this morning. I was like, I don't get this story. I'm going to need 45 minutes for the coffee to flow through my body. And he sends me a link to Kings of Leon and how they're poised to make history as the first band to release an album as a non-fungible token. Fungible an nft a cryptographic way to buy and sell digital art and media so now I'm starting to see Jay-Z isn't he an artist a music artist uh, an agent yeah a football agent like you're starting to now I'm starting to see what he can do so you get some cryptocurrency you get the artist you get a band like King's Leon saying we're only gonna release this album as a token little King's Leon for you I think the music all sounds the same. But I think YouTube's music all kind of starts the same. Does Kings of Leon have a sound? But they are a Grammy-winning rock artist, and for them to say, we're going to leave it to You get sometimes bands like Weezer and some other, other weird bands do kind of like, oh, we're only going to pay as much as you want. No, no, no. Now, now we're starting to get into who owns the digital art with crypto packages. And if you buy it with a cryptocurrency, maybe you get access to, the music can be delivered through the crypto service. That's the whole back end of Bitcoin. It's the technology that powers it, that is so interesting to retailers and Fortune 500 companies. But the music industry is moving in on this, and I like the idea. A NFT and wallet system allow for large scale commercial grade. And trying to create new ways for artists to monetize exclusive content such as digital artwork, albums, and collectibles. Artists like Grimes and Linkin Park have raked in big bucks selling their digital art as NFTs to the tune of 5.8 million this week for Grimes. A percentage of Grimes sales will go to Carbon 180, a nonprofit dedicated to removing carbon from the atmosphere. It's kind of a weird shift back to the artist again. Now, again, is it the big artist? Yeah. Is the local singer-songwriter? No. But blockchain is the technology that the music industry can get into. And I see Square's Jack Dorsey being very smart by making a partnership with a very wealthy and very influential man in the music industry. Suddenly makes sense. And it makes me want to go out and buy Square as a backdoor play on Bitcoin. Because no one is talking about Bitcoin or digital currencies as a way to hold value for artists and delivering music. And the music industry is just a mess. It's literally, it seems to be like, oh, Bruce Springsteen's back again for another album. Oh, U2's back for another album. Bands like Haim struggle. But this could be a great way to make relationships that kind of cut out the middleman. I get it. Um, Is it a backdoor play on Bitcoin? It could be if the whole entertainment industry endorses it. And we could be seeing the empire of Jay-Z just, again, crushing it by using his influencer status, getting together with a technology elitist, Jack Dorsey. And when I say elitist in a good way, I don't say in a bad way. I love all people. Remember when Stephen Colbert used to say on the Colbert Report? I don't see color. And he was, he'd be interviewing an African-American or black American and he'd say, I don't see color. Are you black? I didn't know that. And he's talking to Morgan Freeman and like, oh, I don't know if he could say that anymore. That's where I have to like not pull the Chris Harrison moment, right? Okay, so let's get back to Wall Street. So I, I think that's one of the weirder stories out there. And I, it's one that you won't make sense of until down the road. Oh, I could see you two getting in on this. I could see Taylor Swift getting in on this. Tay-Tay, as I like to say. Interesting experiment out of Stockton on universal income. I don't know if you remember this, because Stockton's kind of not the greatest city in California. It kind of represents what big, where big tech isn't. And the state of California did a test. It was a pilot program where they gave citizens $500 a month, and they gave similar amounts to 125 other residents for two years, and they studied what would people do with universal income. It's, a, For lack of a better phrase, it's a very poor city, a low-income city. So you give 125 citizens $500 a month, and some of them are on welfare. Some of them have you know, children in school. Some of them have drug problems. Some of them are smokers and you're like, you can't give a smoker $500. They'll spend it on cigarettes. Can't give it to a woman who's not married. She'll go make more babies. Like we as a society are pretty cruel to the lesser fortunate. But what the city of Stockton found out was that less than 1% of the money was wasted on cigarettes and booze and, and stupid stuff. It actually went to finding a better job. I'm fascinated by the study because universal income is one of those things that a lot of people talk about and a lot of people scoff at. It led to a better jobs recovery, a heightened awareness. It alleviated stress. It cut down on crime. Interesting. All from Stockton. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I love days when I don't look at the stock market. <laughs> and I'm like, let's see how the stock market's doing because some of the listeners probably up Next. Started in the green, we went to the red, we got back to the green, Uh, no material gains, no material losses in the overall big picture. Stocks are mixed, jobless claims rose less than expected. Jobless claims come out every Thursday. They're important to people like me to see trends. Ultimately, jobless numbers, employment numbers, come out on the first Friday of the month. But every Thursday, we find out how many people march their high knees downtown employment. And I've been doing this long enough that it, it means something. The new report on weekly unemployment claims came in better than expected, helping boost sentiment after a disappointing print on private payroll yesterday. Again, with employment data, you really need to be patient with it. Employment data can be skewed by, oh, there was a big ice storm in Texas. Maybe people can't get out on the roads because they're freezing in their homes and they've been fired because they're, I don't know, gas lines at work blew up or something. What happens to freezing gas lines? The past several weeks have seen investors increasingly rotate away from high growth names. So shares of Apple, Amazon, Google, not hitting all-time highs they're taking a little bit of a breather or is it going to be a long breather or is it a correction S- people like me will use terms like rotating we're seeing rotation the money's going somewhere and it's staying in the market it looks like big story on unemployment numbers now improving trend is a big story though Again, as we have paychecks, we spend. U.S. Senate continues to debate the details of another coronavirus relief package. It's starting to look a little bit skinnier. The House of Representatives have advanced Joe Biden's $1.9 trillion proposal. But Democrats within the Senate, moderate Democrats within the Senate, are saying, ah, let's cut down on the eligibility. 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 Elijah Bill. Elijah Woods. They're trying to cut down on the eligibility rules for Americans to receive $1,400 stimulus checks, bringing the maximum income threshold down to $80,000 from $100,000. What's the best part about that? If you're a family of four living on $80,000 in San Jose, California, it's considered poverty levels. You qualify for food stamps. The average American makes something like $56,000, and $80,000 is poverty. In a big city in California. So when you see the Senate cutting down from 100,000 to 80,000, you're like, "Well, let's hope California figures this one out better than the federal government did." U.S. mortgage rates extended their recent leg higher; they're above 3% the first time since July 2020. I'm not gonna sing at an all-time high. I'm not gonna do any Margaret and Margaret or anything like that. Not gonna. Not gonna. Not gonna. Not gonna, gonna um but have we lost the record low of 2.65 percent on the 30-year mortgage for the rest of my life maybe until the next pandemic jack dorsey's payment company buying square was a big head scratcher until we start figuring out that i think it's more about buying jay-z as an endorser for square and all the financial products that square can offer good financial products payment processing banking But also, I think there's a Bitcoin play in there as well, down the road, as Jay-Z is a sports agent, music agent, publishing rights to his music, going on to NFT, the back-end technology that supports digital delivery. Huge disruptor. Elsewhere in the world of news today, SpaceX. SpaceX a seemingly successful landing. You saw their rocket go up into high altitude and then come back down and do a a weird landing. And we're like, well, that's kind of cool. I didn't know rockets could do that. And it landed safely and everyone goes, yay! And then it explodes and everyone goes, boo! But it did kind of do what it was supposed to do, minus that last little explosion part. That would be stressful. (laughs) You land and the clock says you have 10 minutes before we explode, 10 minutes. The prior prototypes exploded immediately upon landing. Scientists spotted a space hurricane swirling above a magnetic north pole. It was raining charged solar particles, and I'm like, I don't even know what that means, a space hurricane? Don't you love it when you're surprised by stuff? Storm swirled 125 miles around the magnetic north pole. Instead of dropping water, the space hurricane rained electrons which can wreak havoc on satellites. Ah, now the aliens are coming. Our satellite tracking system has failed. It's failed. The aliens have sent an invasion to the United States. Leave now. Regular hurricanes churn air. Space hurricanes kind of churn plasma, charged gas. Um, I don't even know what it means but it somehow goes to that SpaceX story in my mind. and I'm going to stick with it. Uh, a reporter at KPX got robbed at gunpoint a couple days ago, yesterday, in San Francisco's Twin Peaks. Crime is still a big issue. Still a big issue. And it's getting more and more brazen. Is that because the economy is struggling? Is that because of the pandemic? Is that because of the unemployment numbers? I don't know. But when reporters who aren't Bad people have a gun pointed in their face. It does freak me out a little bit. Meghan Markle's got a big blockbuster interview coming up with Oprah. Sunday night at eight on CBS. What I hate about the story is I don't give one iota. I care more about space hurricanes than I do about the royal family. But, a lot of people are gonna be eyeballing it. Billionaire investor Ron Barron sold 1.8 million shares of Tesla. The hyper growth might be done in Tesla on some levels. As more competitors are moving in, it will eventually transition to growth. Is it there yet? I don't follow closely enough to tell you. But Ron Barron thinks it's gone from hyper growth to something else. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing and more.